Hi there, I'm Suzanne Urban, and welcome to Pioneering Women Warriors Network. This is your podcast for encouragement through the word and empowering women with interviews and scriptures. So before we listen in to today's episode, you can find these podcast episodes on my WordPress blog at suzannespodcast.wordpress.com. Let's listen in after a word from my sponsor. Welcome to Pioneering Warrior Women's podcast. Um, Today I have a guest, Tammy McBride. And um, I've known Tammy, gosh, I was thinking about that last night. I was so excited for this podcast. I was thinking about (laughs) everything I wanted to say. Um, But wow, we've been friends for like 15 years is it longer than that Um, anyways yeah like yeah like 15 years yeah because your kids are all like grown now and (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um anyways today's um podcast we're going to talk about a subject that's kind of hot and heavy in the church (laughs) um halloween and um it's always something every year that i stand with others who are against halloween and tammy has like the inside on halloween so that's why i invited her here to let's talk about some issues with halloween and how christians need to be informed uh, um, about this day that um, obviously is not a day of God. And um, <laughs> so anyways, I've known Tammy for quite a while. She's been in ministry. We've done actually ministry together. We've done a couple yeah. of women's conferences and we've done a few Facebook lives. And this is our first podcast together. So I'm excited. I'm going to allow Tammy to tell you a little bit about herself and what kind of ministry um, she has been in and then you might want to just kind of um, throw in your little testimony too about where you came from sure. okay so I'm giving the floor to Tammy Tammy McBride <laughs> thanks Suzanne <laughs> um, I'll just start off with my testimony and, and just kind of build from there I grew up in church Um, and it was probably when I was 12, when my dad passed away from cancer and we had taken him to go get healing, go to different events, you know, healing evangelists and all these things that I harbored this anger towards God for Mm. not healing my dad. And just, I had this anger towards God, which really, manifested in me several years later as a teenager and um my mom had brought this guy in and they were not married um by you know the court of law or anything they said they were married in god's eyes and moved this guy in our house and he was supposed supposedly a pastor all these things so that totally just completely turned me off towards anything to do with god And I wanted absolutely nothing to do with God. So I wanted to do everything anti-Christ. Well, the best thing to do anti-Christ was witchcraft. So it really just opened the door to drugs and 
witchcraft and dabbling in Wiccan um, witchcraft. Um, thankfully, my mom, you know, came back to the Lord and was a praying mama. And, mm. you know, God continually pursues us, his yeah. kids, and, and he was per- persistently pursuing me. Yes. And um, <laughs> and I believe completely it was my mama's prayers and another prayer of a of a pastor's wife um that really kept me um out of the 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 horrors of um the occult stuff I was trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I I was kicked out of things. They they would be like you need to get out of here. There's you have a bad aura. You know, you need to leave. <laughs> we can't do things with you here, you know. Jesus <laughs> like, is with you. <laughs> so I was totally covered and protected even though I was trying to do, you know, all these Aww. things. That's so I did come back to the Lord and the Lord gave me an amazing husband and totally just, you know, restored everything and um in my life from from walking away and trying to shake my fist at him he just embraced me and pulled me out of that and um set my feet in the direction he had for me and uh which led to a lot of youth ministry i did youth ministry oh probably over half my life since i was like 19 Um, up until just the last two years, I stepped down as our youth pastor so I could go to our school of supernatural ministry, which I'm in second year and (laughs) I'm the worship leader at our church. And I've also been trained in Sozo deliverance, inner healing ministry. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I also do uh, marriage coaching, my husband and I. So that's kind of our ministry and who I am and, and what I do. But um, because of um, that that animosity I had towards the Lord as a, as a young kid and into my teen years that led me towards witchcraft, um, it opened my eyes to the other side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And then at age 19, I was, I was a Christian and back with the Lord, but I worked um, as a residential counselor for Peninsula Mental Health. And that really showed me what happens to people. You know, unfortunately, they're diagnosed mentally ill by the world's term, but they are, they are demonically tormented. Mm-hmm. by in a spiritual realm mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying all mental illness is demonic torment right um, there are things um that's a whole nother conversation but i was open to um we we had some clients there who were um satanically ritually abused mm. which manifested in their lives as paranoid schizophrenia um, hearing voices, seeing things that weren't there. That's the paranoid part of the schizophrenia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They see things that hear things that aren't there. Um, and we had this client and, and they were used as a breeder and uh, we were required to read, you know, their, their background, why they were in the boarding home 
you know, and, and what they were manifesting as symptoms so that we could be aware of each client and how to help them. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this client um, was so traumatized. They didn't know how they identified sexually uh-huh. um, would go back and forth between what they thought they were gender wise. Um, and then when I, I had become pregnant with my daughter during this time and because of the trauma this this poor young young gal had faced from a now a breeder is in the satanic cults they are brought up for the sole purpose of impregnating under ritual conditions they're being raped um in rituals um to be impregnated for for human sacrifice wow. now they have they have people that are able to help you know medically birth these 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 children for the sole purpose of sacrifice mm-hmm. and that was the first time i have heard of it before because my dad was in deliverance ministry and i would you know as a kid just growing up you kind of hear little bits and pieces yeah but i was like nah, i don't know if that's true but that was like seeing black and white you know seeing mm-hmm. the stuff in this person's chart that mm-hmm. this stuff was happening, this stuff was true, and then seeing it before my eyes. And when I was pregnant, it just triggered stuff. And, and she was trying to send curses over me and all these things. Um, it was just it really eye-opening to what was going on. And it really shook me wow. um, what the enemy does and led me to just kind of dig in a little bit more. And now we're not supposed to be ignorant of what the enemy does, but however, I, you don't want to delve too much into right. what he does and focus on that. We want to focus on he's defeated. That's right. Um, but when I researched it a little bit more and realized, um, wow, you know, they're, they're going and they're grooming during Halloween parties, they're grooming kids and, and people to be potential victims or grooming them to come into the cults. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and doing all these things and all the stuff that was connected. And I knew from being in, involved in um, Wiccan stuff that it was, it was the high holy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it a holy day. I mean, the actual word Halloween, <clears throat> the root of that is hollow, right? right? Which means set apart, uh-huh. right? Or consecrated, set apart to or consecrated for what? what is Halloween display? Well, it displays everything that is anti what Christ stands for. Right. I mean, you can, you can go into spirit Halloween store and just look in the window and you can see everything that is fear and death. Right. And, um, it's definitely, it definitely, um, shook me a little bit connecting that and just really broke me probably in my early twenties, the human sacrifices, the animal sacrifices that are going on. And it just led to this righteous indignation inside of me. Well, what is the church doing about this? Like, why aren't we doing something if Mm -hmm. we know these things are going on and this, you know, if, if the demonic realm is supposed to be defeated and we're supposed to be the the army of christ 
Uh-huh. And we're supposed to, having done all, we're supposed to stand <clears throat> fully armored in our armor and not let that, that means we're not supposed to, we're supposed to stand our ground, the uh-huh. ground that Jesus won on the cross and victory when he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Yeah. And he defeated Satan and the demonic forces. We now have a job as the army of Christ to stand and not let him take back any ground. Yeah. Yeah. But the sad that, thing I started to see was the church yeah. just Retreating. wanted to fit in. Yes. Right. Retreating. Yeah. So um, that kind of leads to the question I had. Why should parents or Christian parents um, do their research and become aware of Halloween in, in the um, sense of protecting their children? Because aren't we charged with protecting our children? from that because they're not old enough to make those decisions. I mean, kids are going to, Oh, but Susie's doing it, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so where, where um, I have a lot of questions on this. So the church in my eyes, we've become complacent, like you said, to fit in and we've used the label of we're going to draw the people in and do a harvest party instead, you know, on Halloween. So I've heard, like, I've even heard you say, well, if you're going to do a harvest party, do it the next day. Do it a different day. Don't do it on Halloween. So what makes that vital for us parents to understand why we shouldn't do any of that kind of stuff? on halloween even if it's a christian perspective like harvest party we should do Mm -hmm. it on a different day Mm -hmm. do you understand what i'm asking yeah no i totally i totally (laughs) understand because that was the same kind of question i started asking myself when i started you know in my early Mm -hmm. 20s i had that's when i had my daughter started asking myself this now i grew up and we did not celebrate halloween Mm -hmm. um like, again, my dad was a deliverance minister. Now we have to remember that as Christians, even though I live in a flesh and blood body, I am a supernatural being. I have mm-hmm. a spirit that lives forever and I'm affected. Really, I'm a spirit having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I am. I'm a spiritual being and I'm having a human experience. I'm an ambassador, right? For Christ. That's what uh-huh. it says in the word. We're ambassadors for Christ. So I have a, a purpose here, a heavenly purpose here. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a spiritual realm. There are demons and there is a devil. Yeah. And, you know, just like there are angels. Um, and we tend to live as Christians, the churches uh, as a whole. I'm going to, I'm going to phrase it this way with um, spiritual amnesia. Mm. And we neglect that we try to, you know, there's, we try to hold on to religion Mm. and not, not to relationship. And when we do that, we realize that it's, we're doing this, we're being good Christians and doing this all on our own. Yeah. So when we neglect the spiritual realm we don't think about spiritual implications Mm -hmm. and how spiritual things affect us. For example, um, 
leading up to Halloween, if you have any kind of a TV where it shows commercials, it's like, you know, the 31 day count off to Halloween, kind of like they do for Christmas with Hallmark. Right. Well, they do that for horror movies. Yeah. And they lead up, you know, to, to all these things. Well, if we watch those things and allow those things in, even in our house or someone in our house is watching that. And then, and then all of a sudden, people are affected with night terrors and yeah. suicidal thoughts and increased depression and fear. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Well, because you just opened your eye gates, your mm-hmm. ear gates, and you open the door. Yes. Mm-hmm. To that spirit realm. So why yeah. don't we do, why don't we do harvest days on the 31st of October for that same reason? Because these things mean something in the spirit realm. Yeah. Dressing up mm-hmm. um, was a whole custom. I don't care if you dress up as Jesus, like it don't matter. Like, because you are, you are changing your identity on a day that has been um, dedicated to fit in with spirits. That is the reason they did that mm. was to hide themselves and to fit in with the spirits. And it, and it's, even if you don't want to look at, you know, well, there's that whole argument of, well, everything has pagan roots. Well, yes, it does. But the, here's the difference with Halloween. It still is all about paganism and, and worshiping, you know, like I said, it's set apart to what? To Satan. It has been set apart and dedicated to Satan, can God redeem that? Yeah, God redeems it by we stand and we be the light. That yeah. is how God redeems it. But we're not doing that when we open our churches up yeah. on the 31st. And we, we invite people to come in with because we don't want our own kids to feel left out. Like they're missing out on something when we don't realize yeah. this candy and stuff has been cursed. Mm-hmm. You know, they have. <laughs> They have witches and people that are in the occult, not just witches. I don't want to just, you know, keep it down. I mean, say satanic followers, you name it. They just classify themselves under the paganism. Yeah. They are cursing the candy. They mm-hmm. have workers in the store that curse the candy. They do ritual things, you know, that, that we have to realize Then you bring that your kids bring it home. And then they have all these other issues that start coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because you've opened the door to spiritual curses. And you, you think about when we teach our kids that, that we can go door to door and you're asking for that cursed candy, they're actually asking for it. Isn't that like conditioning them to ask for Satanism? Basically, that's what I hear and what I see. Um, not to mention we're we're teaching our kids, oh, don't talk to strangers, but yeah, you on the one day out of the year you can go and get candy from strangers. You know? Yeah. Not everybody knows their neighbors. And right. I never um I, um made a huge deal out of Halloween with my kids and so my kids never knew they were missing out on something Mm -hmm. until someone mentioned it at you know when they first went to a public school because my kids were homeschooled and Mm -hmm. when they first then we had to deal with it (laughs) 
and my kids to this day yeah because of spouses um who weren't you know raised the way they were they um they do have their kids dress up and then but they go to closed events and i'm not saying that it's a good idea but it's their compromise with their spouse so that's up to them and yeah we pray over our grandkids we have to pray over being a parent you're never stopping being a parent you're always going to be praying for your kids and your grandkids and if god allows you to live longer you'll be praying for your great grandkids because i mean the enemy he wants he wants generations he wants families he wants to take down um you know generations of families and take over and i see halloween as one that gets right in there and just tears a family apart because of mm -hmm. its roots and the fact that here we are christians ignorant or we don't want to see what's right in front of us the the um, semi truck heading towards us and we're standing in the middle of the road and we don't want to do anything about it, but put our head down into the sand. But what happens? That semi-truck still hits you. Yep. And so here we are in the church with something that we've put our head in the sand for so long and the semi-truck is hitting. And parents mm -hmm. are like, oh my gosh. I, I have parents who and grandparents who message me all the time, pray for my grandkids. I don't understand why... They're being tormented by um, demons. I don't understand why that, you know, they're being, they're getting all these night terrors and, and they really need prayer and deliverance and, and we don't know the root. And yet these are Christians who were, you know, these, they, they teach at Christian schools. They go, they attend their church regularly. They're on the worship team yet. They participate in Halloween once a year allow their kids to participate and then they wonder why their kids are having the issues that they're having and see how the enemy is tearing the body apart by one day a year mm -hmm. one day it, a year <clears throat> you know and it, it it's it's become because of that you know i remember when harry potter first came out oh my lanta <laughs> and um I people I went to church with were standing in line to go watch this this you know the release of of this new movie you know um and I'm shaking my head going okay well you know witches are real and you can't make them out and the things out you know what they do the practices and the spells like they're doing mm -hmm. it for good mm -hmm. We're doing it for good. That's why I was drawn to Wiccan was because they worship the elements of the earth and that they do things that it's like white, white magic, you know, it's supposed to uh -huh. be good, you know, and then there's black magic and that's bad, but it's really, it's just a big lie from the enemy because it's all black. It's all yeah. evil. It's all for you to control something. It's all about control and manipulating things, which yeah. is, is anti what God stands for. Right, and right. we're told throughout scripture, have nothing to do with it. Right. Nothing to do with witchcraft. That's right. And yet we, you know, we, we embrace things like that. I had this revelation 
this week I was just pondering on. And, um, you know, we have such an identity crisis in our nation. Mm -hmm. We have people that don't know if they're male or female or, um, you know, questioning all of these things with gender (laughs) or, you know, now there's these gender fluid. I mean, I don't even understand or or the terminology and all this stuff is just like, it's wild, crazy. It's like, where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from the fact that we as a church had a responsibility to be a light Mm. and we don't even know who we are. The majority of Christians don't know who they are in Christ Mm -hmm. and don't walk in the power and authority that Christ died to give us, mm-hmm. you know, we're co-heirs with Christ. And if he's seated in heavenly, you know, he's seated at the right hand of the father in heavenly places, it says in Ephesians, right. Mm-hmm. That we are co-heirs. We are co-seated. We are as one with Christ seated in heavenly places. That means if his, if he's, you know, kicked back and the enemy is underneath his feet and he is one, all of that, we get to sit in that place with him. Yeah. We get to join with him because of what he did, because of the blood of Jesus. That's right. We get we get to sit and and we get to rest in that place. Mm-hmm. But if we don't know that, and we're right. not told that, and we're not, mm-hmm. and we don't walk with that identity, and we just allow Satan to come into our churches, and tell our kids, and come into our home through media and social um, networks and all these things and tell our kids and we're not taking the stand and telling them who they are and training up our child the way that they should go. Right. That's right. Then, then we, we have allowed the enemy to steal our identities and it's no wonder we want to masquerade with the rest of the spirits on the 31st because we feel like we don't even know who we are. So let's pretend to be something else. There's nothing wrong with dressing up. I'm not getting on that, but don't do it on the 31st. Yeah. Don't, yeah. you know, don't do that. We already have an identity crisis. We, we allow that in, we allow that, that spirit of confusion in and, mm-hmm. and we just continue to partner with it when we dress up like that yeah. on Halloween, there's yeah. that connection. We're just partnering with the spirit of confusion Yeah, and spirit of um, the spirit yeah. of fear. Fear is just rampant. And I was going to mention to you that um, the Lord has really convicted me about the television and what our eye gate and our ear gates hear and see. Yeah. And so I paid the extra money to not have any commercials because October, when they start their whole, you know, push for Halloween, even mm-hmm. s- at the end of September, um, that what couple of weeks into last couple of weeks of September when they start putting out the Halloween, you know, junk in the store and we don't visit the store as often. We try to get everything, you know, that we need in less, you know, visits to the store, especially those that really push Halloween. And um, we don't visit that aisle. And now we've paid the extra so that we won't have the commercials because some of the commercials this year were just I was praying in the spirit. Oh, Lord, help me turn this off. I couldn't get it turned <laughs> off fast enough. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, being a Christian is a battle in the first place. Okay. <laughs> Why invite more to battle over? 
Right. You know, let's be more um, responsible with the things that we allow into, you know, our lives. And I mean, that, that includes people, that includes what people say, that includes, you know, television, radio, um, where we visit it, you know, is there something there that just stirs your spirit that makes you like, I don't want to, you know, and you, if you have to sweep death and fear off of you, every time you come out of a place, you need to think about maybe you shouldn't be going there. You right. know what I mean? And so um, I was going to tell you that I remember when Harry Potter became a huge thing and our church was huge and the youth leader was like promoting it from the pulpit. Oh, oh it's Lord, just it's just a fantasy thing. And so oh, I didn't when and at that time my kids, well my oldest one, she came home, she's like, Mom, you won't believe what the youth leader did. He was all about this Harry Potter. And I was like, What? And she told me everything. <laughs> And so I didn't allow the kids to go back into youth group because he was promoting it from, you know, the, the pulpit. And uh-huh. I don't even know if the head pastor knew about it. Cause I told my husband, cause they were fishing buddies. And I'm like, you might want to mention to him <laughs> <laughs> what the youth is doing. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I I'll was like, appalled. I was like, wow. Okay glad I'm not a member here (laughs) I'll tell you um when that first came out I looked up um John Ankerberg I don't know if you know who he is Uh -uh. but he kind of does um like almost like a 60 minutes for Christians on like like Halloween and Uh Harry Potter and like different or the Twilight series you know um all of those kinds of things and reveals like what, what the enemy's doing behind it. Well, when Harry Potter came out now I was in youth ministry. So mm-hmm. I try to stay up to date on all these kinds of things that they're into. And, you know, cause I, <laughs> otherwise I don't, I don't want to be ignorant of what they're being influenced with. Right. And I want to, wanted to, to teach them what the enemy's doing behind it and expose it. Mm-hmm. It's my job to expose what the enemy's doing. So, um, as I was watching John Ankerberg's um, little video on Harry Potter, he talked about how the author used actual spells from the complete book of witchcraft wow. in her book. Wow. So, you know, yeah, your little fantasy, fake, it's just fantasy, it's just fake, it's all these things, but. No, it's not. It's real. And um, yeah, uh, you are opening yourself up to actual spells. And now these kids are reading this or reading actual spells and, mm-hmm. and the door you're opening, you're so unaware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it is so scary, so scary that the church embraces it. The, so much of the church embraces it and thinks it's just okay. It's yeah. just fake. It's just fantasy. What's it's no had- different than Lord of the Rings or whatever. It's no, it's totally different. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally different. Do your research. Yeah. 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 Well, and I've had Christians who have, um, violently, um, brother 
have violently, you know, like come at me because of my stance on Halloween. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, they took it as an attack on them and their Christianity. And that's not what, what I'm trying, you know, what we're about even today. That's not what we're about. We're not here to um, judge anybody. We're not here to say, Oh, your, you know, your salvation is in jeopardy or whatever, you know, that's between you and your God. What we're trying to do is share, you know, what, the enemy is trying to do which he is the one who's trying to kill still and destroy he is the one that's trying to get into your family and destroy and take you down because mm-hmm. he wants he wants before you die he wants you to turn from god look at what he did when um when job was being tested he kept going to god and saying look if you do this you allow this to happen to job then he's going to turn from you He's going to curse you. And that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to turn from God. He wants us to, you know, walk away. And sometimes the only way he can do it is by deception. And, mm-hmm. um, and he comes into the church. And if you think the demons aren't in the church, then you are seriously deceived. Because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. some of them are on the front row. And... Um, I can preach on that, but we won't. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a question that, you know, time is ticking away. So um, I did have a question that um, is one that's always when I'm, when I share my stance on Halloween, one of the first things that come out of their mouths is, you know, it's no different than Christmas. You celebrate Mm -hmm. Christmas. So What's the difference between celebrating Halloween versus Christmas? Okay, yeah. So like (laughs) I shared earlier about, yes, that is probably the number one. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's pagan roots and everything. If you want to get that nitpicky, throw your calendar away because (laughs) our calendar is from paganism. Um, It came from the Romans, right? You know, so it's... Mm -hmm. um, so there's so much of our customs are rooted in paganism. Um, here's the difference. And here's what I tell people. Um, pagans now do not. Now, now, now there is the highest holy day is Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that is not just in America, but other cultures celebrate October 31st as the day of the dead. Um, in Mexico, um, around uh, the world, in like Brazil and these different things. They have different things they call it, mm-hmm. not Halloween, but it's all um, about the about death and mm-hmm. celebrating the day of the dead and like, mm-hmm. you know, your loved ones. And that's why the Catholic Church did, well, we need to, you know, we need to make this all nice and cozy and let's do all saints day the next day and you know Mm -hmm. let's get the focus off that so the difference is that besides winter solstice which is the first day of winter that pagans celebrate that it's based upon the 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 phases of the moon Mm -hmm. a lot of their rituals but the highest holy day that they do human sacrifices, that they're they're doing these ritual abuse and things for is Halloween. Yeah. And 
still to this day it's not rooted just in paganism like you know you, mm-hmm. you can go back to you know the easter bunny and and and, and uh-huh. the whole goddess and all this all this stuff we can go go down that road and talk about it the only difference is today easter we have an emphasis and focus it's on christ right, right? Mm-hmm. the emphasis and focus of christmas is on christ right the emphasis and focus of Halloween is on hell, right? <laughs> Everything that hell stands for. That's right. And, and, um, that's the difference. And it's still being done. It's still being celebrated by people in the occult mm-hmm. with these, with, you know, innocent people are being killed tomorrow. Innocent people are being sacrificed. And, mm-hmm. and, and we as a church have the authority in the spirit realm to stand and be stand in the gap and pray, God, rescue these yes. innocent lives That's that right. are being held captive. Lord, give them a means of escape, blind their captors, yes. send confusion into the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Lord, the innocent animals and things <clears throat> that have been taken for purpose of sacrifice, may they may they be rescued and released in the mm-hmm. name of Jesus. Give them a way of escape. Yes. You know, we need to be praying that. And it's, I mean, this is something I, I start in at the beginning because people in the occult take what they do seriously. Like they drink blood, they, Mm -hmm. they cut themselves. They do things that, you know, they're up all hours of the night doing Mm -hmm. rituals and contacting spirits and they're sending, they're sending demonic spirits into your neighborhood spirits to take over with addiction and to do all these things. I mean, they're, they're doing this stuff leading all up to, the day that they believe that the veil between the second heaven, which is that spirit realm uh-huh. and the first heaven is which this earth that we, that, that we live in those mm-hmm. realms, they believe the veil is completely as close as it can get. And, and those spirits can come freely upon the earth. Wow. And, and it's like, so they're doing all these rituals, but why are we not as Christians standing in our authority and taking mm-hmm standing that ground and saying, no enemy, you're not going to have my neighborhood in my neighborhood. There's going to be no ritual sacrifices. There's going to be no kids stolen for, for this stuff. There's going to be no addiction. I come against in the name of Jesus and by his blood, every vex hex and incantation and curse that has been sent out and sent forth over my neighborhood. I mean, that's how we need to be praying and interceding. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's sad. I could just sit and cry over mm-hmm. the ignorance yeah. and that, that's not being rude, but that, that we would laugh off that we would say, Oh, I don't want my kids to miss out on stinking candy that you can go buy them any day of the week. Yeah. While, while people are being murdered and tormented, their mm-hmm. lives are being destroyed. The, the, the effects that it has on the neighborhoods and, and, and the families and, and all of these things. And we're not doing anything. You know, that God just sits and just weeps in heaven Mm. and just says, please stand in the authority I've given you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I heard Jennifer Toledo. She, she spoke once at a women's retreat I went to, and she said, the Lord showed me he had a weeping room that he would go and it had like this window 
and he could look into different situations and he'd sit and he'd he'd cry and he'd weep and he'd intercede. But it's like it's like it says, you know, where's where's the one watchman on the wall? Yeah. I looked and the Lord said I looked and I did not find one. Hmm. So where is the watchman? We that's supposed to be us. That's supposed to be those of us who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. that are they're being the watchmen for our families for our neighborhoods for our you know our nation and just you know continually going on in that we're in in prayer and worship yeah. on that night man i put a if i'm home that night i put a sign on my door that says free spiritual w- readings so if they mm-hmm. knock on my door i'm not going to give them candy i'm going to invite them and ask them if they would like a spiritual reading mm-hmm. that mean i'm going to give them a prophetic word but if I tell them a prophetic word, a, a person, unless they're in the church, they're not going to know I'm speaking Christianese to them. So I'm going to tell them I'm going to give them a spiritual <laughs> reading. They're going to have an encounter with God. <laughs> you so, know, um, Tammy, <laughs> can I um, interrupt you just for, I know you're very passionate right now. I'm going to have to disconnect and then we're going to reconnect and we'll do part two. Okay, because okay. I don't feel this conversation is over, but the time is ticking, and I only have limited time for each, you know, recording okay. session. So I'm gonna yeah. um, get you right back on here. We're gonna pick up where we left off. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Did you get a drink or something? Oh yeah, I have yeah, I have one okay, here. Okay, <laughs> I needed one. Okay, so we're back, um, and we're talking about Halloween and how the church should be um, watchmen on the wall. And um, I was going to share with you real quick before you get back into um, what you were sharing with us. Um, a few years ago, I was at they had some special speakers at a church that um, we were attending down in Medford and um, when the wife got up and was sharing her testimony she shared about a vision that she had and she said it was on prayer and when in the vision she saw these angels up in just sitting around in these trees And she's like asking the Lord, why are these angels all just sitting here in these trees? I don't get what this vision is. And the Lord told her, the angels are waiting to be dispatched. They're waiting for their assignments from those who are supposed to be walking in authority, dispatching angels to go out and do what God's will is. And she busted out crying. She was like, really? Wow. That impacted me in my prayer life to know mm. that when we, when we pray, we are dispatching angels to go out and do assignments in the spirit realm. And I had, um, the scripture had come to me when you were talking about um, between the spirit realm and the flesh. Yeah. And Romans 8, 6 says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For to be carnally minded is death. Oh, it just repeats itself. Anyway, so um, that was repeated three times. Wow. Perfection. (laughs) (laughs) But you think about it. um, And I remember um, a pastor saying from the pulpit, that don't be so heavenly minded you're no earthly good but if you're mm-hmm. not heavenly minded you're not earthly good in the mm-hmm. sense that we have to walk in the spirit to be able to walk in that authority with Christ you can't be in the flesh and be one right. with the spirit the holy spirit and be one with Christ because when we are carnally thinking which is or um, fleshly thinking we're thinking with our own emotion our own thinking and not god's thinking which is higher than our thinking and that's a whole nother preaching thing too (laughs) (laughs) Um, you kind of touched on you know opening the eye gates by the television and stuff and so i don't know there's a little bit of age difference between you and me um when i was a kid cartoons were cartoons and they were just silly okay Mm -hmm. but nowadays the whole (laughs) agenda seems Mm -hmm. to be there needs to be a message behind things that it's okay to question your identity it's okay for you to talk to satan it's okay for you to i mean what are your i mean i remember you telling me one time that you had to address something at your daughter's school because they were pushing this um song by a famous female artist where it glorified her kissing another girl or something well stuff like that that just like i'm like wow it's got to be hard now to be a parent to take care of and watch out for your kids you know what i mean and really guard over them because of the way the enemy tries to get to them yes yeah um yeah you know you could you could um be more easygoing, I guess, with things probably when, you know, you and I were growing up. Um, You know, I grew up watching like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Me too. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't some of these things where, you know, you had to worry about all, like you said, the agenda of, you know, well, well, why is this, you know, this, this, this stuff going on and being shown and and now all of a sudden it's like there's there's romantic relationships and with little little kids mm. being portrayed and that and that's normal and um you know netflix or, and and the <laughs> yeah and their yeah. <laughs> um homemade cartoons that they have pushed towards middle school and even a me- elementary school age uh. um kids that that show you know masturbation and pornography and all of these things that that was never a thing you know right that was never a thing uh, that we even had to think of worry about growing yeah, up it was we, never even a thing 
when I was a kid, kid, you know, (laughs) my mom mom would make us turn our head when the Kotex commercial came on (laughs) and she'd make my brother leave the room. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a whole different time than it is now, you know, and now it's like in your face, Mm -hmm. always in your face and always it's like you have to really be immersed in the word to know the difference between wrong and right, meaning righteousness, not just, you know, morally right. But, you know, um, Jeff and I have had to give up programs because of the agenda that they're pushing, you know, to make it okay for the homosexuals in the program. They make it you know, part of, oh, well, that's the definition of family for them. So, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But in God's eyes, it's not okay, you know, and I'm not one to judge. And if someone were to talk to me on the street who happens to be openly um, homosexual, I'm not going to sit there and point my finger and, you know, bounce my Bible off their head or anything. I'm going to listen to Holy Spirit. How do I deal with this situation? Because God knows them intimately, you know, and I've had encounters with um, homosexual people who were (sighs) friends. It was friends that um, it was the sibling or something was there. And then the sibling was, knew that I was a Christian and was kind of nervous to meet me and was very surprised at how I treated them just like a human being and not treated them by their label. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it's just a label. You're, you're labeling yourself this and you're labeling yourself that, but what God sees is that you're a soul. And what God wants me to see is that you're a soul in need of a savior and Jesus died. Now I'm going to cry (laughs) because Jesus died for them. Yes. As much as he died for you and me, the only difference is we realized it before they did. Yeah. And being a Christian, when God says go, he means go out and tell people. Amen. Go tell people about his love it's not it's not all hellfire and brimstone is what we're we're not supposed to just go out there and you know browbeat people no you know in romans it says it's the kindness of god that leads to repentance Mm. you know (laughs) most most people who um, don't have a relationship with god will tell you Mm -hmm. that they know they're going to hell and i know that when i was walked away from the lord I was proud of that fact. <laughs> like, Aww. you know, I was like, hell can't hold me. They can't handle me. You know, it was this whole, <laughs> I'm too bad for hell. Kind yeah, of thing. <laughs> We're better than even against that. <laughs> um, but all of these things, um, we are opening ourselves up to um, when we participate in Halloween, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us the homosexual spirit, the spirit of confusion, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is, is, is steeped 
in occultism. Mm-hmm. It, you can go back in Bible times and, and in Corinth, they would celebrate these idols and these things with orgies. And, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a free for all, you know, demonic perversion fest that was going on. Well, that's what goes on still to this day in the occult. And, and, and that is, you know, a lot of this, it's very sexualized. Things are very, you know, ritualized upon that kind of stuff and perverted Mm -hmm. and everything, you know, that's what you're opening yourself up to. And so we sit here talking about like, you know, how we grew up and, and now all these things are, well, because we've allowed it now, Halloween is, is right there with Christmas as, as the, the most profitable and most popular holiday celebrated in America. And I was just listening to um, a little, it was a little TikTok, and um, this guy was, he was outside of spirit Halloween. That's what caught my attention. I was like, well, maybe, you know, what is this about? <coughs> and, um, and he was talking about the founder of spirit Halloween Um used to have a spirit clothing store in California and it was a women's boutique and there was a costume store next to him. And on Halloween, he saw how busy, you know, leading up that month, how mm-hmm. busy they were. So he decided the next year he was going to sell costumes for Halloween and in, and only, you know, like right before Halloween and he made a hundred thousand dollars just in in that month wow selling costumes and Mm. so he was like i am going to capitalize on this and i am going to find where there's real estate that's empty that's near big shopping places and i am going to put spirit halloween stores in there so where do you see them they're near best buys and michael's craft stores and you know yeah um all these different different places where there's an empty retail building and he goes in and he puts in those stores and he makes a ton of money. Wow. And this guy's, you know, a billionaire capitalizing off of people celebrating Halloween. Wow. And if you, you know, those, those things that they sell or majority of them are just, you know, again, I'm not knocking costumes and or dressing up we like to do my daughter likes to do um like um a live clue murder mystery dinner things Uh where you dress up and and you do that kind of stuff but we're not doing it on halloween Mm -hmm. you know we're not celebrating satan and there's nothing wrong with a costume so i don't want people to mishear hear what i'm saying but it's it's especially you know right important not to do that on halloween and open yourself you're opening yourself up Mm -hmm. to so much stuff not only that carving a pumpkin carving a pumpkin you know paint the pumpkin that's fine paint the pumpkin whatever you want to do to have fun my kids used to paint pumpkins when they were little you know Mm -hmm. we would paint pumpkins but but not only was you know we could go back to the whole thing about a jack-o'-lantern and I don't want to do that because you know we talk about everything's rooted in paganism I want to talk about Santeria witchcraft okay out of New York New Orleans voodoo uh-huh. stuff that they do Africa um you know a lot of Hispanics are um you know into Santeria 
they worship a goddess. I believe it's a goddess. I don't know because it doesn't matter, but some some deity they worship called Oshun. They they give an offering by carving out a pumpkin, placing it with a candle outside their door, and now they do other things too. But this tells Oshun to come to that house and bring, you know, they say blessing, but in reality, we know uh-huh. as Christians, right, that that's a demonic spirit. Now, when you carve a pumpkin and you stick it outside your door, and especially on Halloween night, you are inviting a curse from that spirit. You are opening the door saying, come and mm-hmm. curse me and my family. And specifically, that spirit is is supposed to bring wealth so we know that it's going to bring the opposite mm, so mm-hmm. you know it's it's going to attack your finances and maybe even have a financial curse upon your family because mm-hmm. you have this thing sitting out there yeah doing something that well there's nothing wrong with carving a pump well no in in essence but you have to realize the doors that were opening it's like you know people's like well yeah. there's nothing wrong with with watching you know this little this, that, or the other, you know, I've had people, I've had parents call me and ask me, you know, cause I was a youth pastor, how many cuss words is okay before I tell my kid to, to shut off that, you know, whatever <laughs> they're watching. Okay. And how many times can they take the Lord's name in vain? And I, and I was just like, the first one. That's the- <laughs> so I grew up and it was like back and forth. Like it was sometimes it was the first time or whatever. And I simply, I was, I just asked the Lord in that moment, I'm sitting here. I have a, I have a distraught parent on the phone with me, <laughs> you know, oh. and I'm like, okay, God, I need your wisdom. <laughs> you said, if anyone lacks wisdom that I just ask and you'll give it to me. <laughs> so um, I just really felt like the Lord wanted me to say this that we all have the Holy spirit who's, who's supposed to lead and guide and direct us into all truth, uh-huh. the spirit. So I simply said, I said, you need to trust the spirit of the Holy spirit in your child. Now this is a teenager uh-huh. who has a relationship with loves God. If they love God and have a relationship, they will have a conviction from Holy spirit and they'll feel that you need to shut that off, honey. That's Mm -hmm. not good. You need to shut that off. Uh So I said, be led by that, be led by the spirit, you know, instead of, instead of giving a list of, Oh, you say this word so many times or this, you know, Uh, they were looking for a formula, but really we're supposed to walk in the spirit. So we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the spirit will lead and guide us and direct us. (laughs) And teaching your kids to walk by the spirit and, how can they be taught if we don't allow them to listen to that, you know, by barking orders at them saying, well, you can't do that. You know, it's like, well, yeah. how about you pray about it? You know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. I just happened to look up about the jack-o'-lantern and mm-hmm. it says the pumpkin carving is a traditional spooky season in parentheses or in quotes, whatever that is, um, activity, which has its roots in the old Irish myth of Stingy Jack, who tricked the devil out of a few coins. So it has to do with finances, what you were saying. 
Yes. And history.com said Irish households would carve these ghastly and grotesque faces um, mm-hmm. to ward off Jack's spirit, which mm-hmm. was supposedly left to wander the earth, meaning to take over your finances. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm I'm wondering how the- many of us should be praying, okay, all the times that I've <laughs> carved uh, a jack-o'-lantern is that why my finances are you know the way they are and why i haven't uh-huh. been able to get out of debt you know uh-huh. <laughs> wow you know and i i and honestly uh, you know i just was you know i try to refresh um myself every year on some of the stuff and uh, there's a guy i listen to he's an ex-satanist mm-hmm. um he was saved in under david wilkerson's ministry uh john ramirez uh-huh. And he has a couple videos on YouTube of why Christians shouldn't celebrate Halloween. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned in it um carving pumpkins, you put a carve car he goes you put a carved pumpkin at your door and and um Oshun will come and curse you. The spirit this 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 goddess spirit will come and mm-hmm. curse you and so uh, that intrigued me because um, I was like, well, what does that have to, you know, I want to know more about it. I knew about, you know, yeah. the, the story with, with the Celtic background, but I did right. not know about this one. So I, I researched it and found out and, and what it, what an interesting thing that it was connected with finances. And again, you know, the, they believe in Santeria, it's to bring wealth and all this stuff, Wow! but we know that the enemy is coming to still kill and destroy because that's his right. mo. That's all he can do. Right. So he, you're bringing a curse upon that same thing, and they both have to do with you know money. So, um, wow, it's it is it's it's it, it's a little eye opening. It's like yeah, so you know, repent, yeah. repent if you've ever done that, and and ask mm-hmm. forgiveness. You know, it's especially if you're seeing stuff going on in your finances and, well, and you know they make the the carving of the pumpkins look so fun and you know this is something fun to do with you i mean i've done it and mm-hmm. i've had to repent and mm-hmm. um i will repent again <laughs> just mm-hmm. in case you know and so it just i i the way the enemy makes things so appealing to, yeah to get us to participate in stuff that you know we might have second thoughts about and you know i've gone in and i've gone and said oh maybe we shouldn't do this and then had to walk away you know yeah and yeah um, if you're feeling you know any of that hesitation and we pray that the information that is in this podcast will you know, that you'll have the information to be able to make, you know, a decision on, you know, come closer to Jesus. The closer Mm -hmm. we are to Christ, the more the stuff that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing gets revealed. And it's hard for us to look in a mirror and see Mm -hmm. what we've been doing that we shouldn't, you know, that breaks the Lord's heart. And yeah, it breaks his heart. But when we repent, he rejoices. Mm-hmm. And he helps us to overcome so that we, um, it, he makes it easier for us to get through the temptations of doing it again. Yeah. And 
that's the thing I love about our Lord and Savior. He has a plan. He doesn't just rescue you, you know, um, like spontaneously. You're, you're a lost puppy on the side of the road and then you pick him up and then you go, now what do I do with him? Right. You know, and, and we've been there. Literally, yep. we found a lost animal and we sit there and we help it. And okay, now what do we do with it? <laughs> but that's not God. Yeah. God has a plan. Yeah. And when he finds us or we find him, he rescues us. And then he helps us walk through that plan to get us out of, you know, clean us up and get that muck and the mire off of us and it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter what we've done sin is sin and the definition of sin is doing anything that's out of god's will anything that's against god and we just label the sins in the church over the years we've labeled it oh this sin is greater than this sin but it's not so i'm not trying to make this about what I've been through, but I want to share when my parents died, they were killed, you know, at the hands of another person. And it was during that time when God was, you know, I had to make a decision. Am I going to carry unforgiveness towards this man? Or am I going to learn to, to love and to pray for him? And, and I was like, well, why would I pray for him? He took something so precious. And Jesus actually came to me while he was on the cross. I had a vision of Jesus on the cross. And he said, I didn't just die for you. I died yeah. for everybody. Yes. He died for the God who killed my parents. Yeah. He died for my parents. He didn't, and, and there's no, you know, there's no higher class or lower class of people. Yeah. And God sees us all and loves us all. Yeah. And so whatever it is, if you're into witchcraft, if you're into, you know, um, the occult, there's no one too far gone that God can't get you. Yeah. Cause even, um, I think it was David who said, no matter where I'm at, you're always there. Yeah, I could go to the depths of hell and you're there. And he was talking about God. Yep. God is there in your hell, whatever hell you're going through. He's there. He's just waiting for you to turn. Yep. Once we turn, you know, that's when everything changes. Well, I guess I did get a preach on, so that's 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 good. That's good. <laughs> but I wanted, you know, this to be something where people can understand that redemption and salvation and deliverance are at the tip of your fingers, just like the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people. <laughs> that are in the occult, a lot of them are there because they had what they felt like a situation or something in their life where power was taken away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, they were either um, abused or 
you know, maybe it was even hurt in the church, um, church, church abuse. You know what I'm saying? Is yes, you know, we've all been hurt. I've been hurt uh-huh. in church, oh, you know, yeah. and um, and so they're mad at God, and or you know, or they had something done, sexual abuse, different things where power was, and they're like, that's never going to happen to me again. And I'm going to, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to control and manipulate people around me and in my environment mm-hmm. so that that cannot happen to me again. You know, the enemy comes in and, and, and they're just victims. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just searching for something more. And a lot of them are very prophetic and have all these gifts that God give them that, that, that the enemy has now perverted. Yeah. And it's, it's not that, you know, I, like I said, we're, we're not, we're not bashing, you know, people but we're bashing sin and the enemy that, you know, and have nothing to do with that, but not the people just like you said, you know, how God gave you the revelation from, from the person that, that took your parents' life, that Jesus loved him too. Jesus loves those people that are, that are getting ready to sacrifice other humans. And Jesus is, is, is loves them and wants to have an encounter with them. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we, we can be a part of that by, by praying for people that, that, mm-hmm. that, that are doing these things that are caught, caught in the occult, that we can pray that their eyes would be open and that they would see yes. the truth and have, yes. have an opportunity with an encounter that God would give them dreams and come to them in their dreams or even a, a, an open vision and come in mm-hmm. and, and they would know who God is. That's right. And, um, you know, that's definitely my heart with, with trying to, to, uh, make people aware is, is, you know, that we we're praying for people in the occult to come to know Christ. We're praying for the victims to, to have a way of escape and, and that God would, would set them free, you know, and, you know, we're praying that we're praying and taking a stand, um, spiritually. And like you said, we're dispatching our angels yes. <laughs> to go out our warring angels in our neighborhoods and in our States mm-hmm. to go out and, and, and to, you know, protect right. innocence. And, yes. um, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. And I just wanted to share a scripture out of Ephesians chapter five. It really just it opens up what we're supposed to do. It says, don't participate starting in verse seven says, don't participate in Uh the things that these people do for once you will, you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So live as people of light for this light within you produces only what is good, right. And true carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Yes. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that the ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Mm-hmm. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise and make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So we're living in evil days. I think we've always been <laughs> yeah. living in evil days. 
but we're for surely living in evil days and we need to be that light and we need to be careful how we live yes and 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 he's calling you know paul's calling here for really he's this is written to the saints right he wrote to the saints at Uh ephesus right Mm -hmm. he's saying awake oh sleeper he's calling them to wake up Mm -hmm. and that's why i i hope that um people hear from us today as they listen to this is is that we're calling you to wake up and see wake up and see what's really going on behind this You're not missing out on anything other than the opportunity to shine your light and to be a light to the darkness, to expose what Satan's doing and to stand in the gap for the innocent and to stand for Christ. You know, you can open your door and give them Jesus. We don't have to hide in our houses. It's not about hiding in our houses. I mean, even if you're at the grocery store, you can go down the aisles and in the name of Jesus, Right. You can go bless that candy. Lord, I, I reverse every curse, hex, and incantation mm-hmm. spoken over this candy. Because we don't want that to go out there. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have authority over that stuff. And even if it's, you know, people are using it in ignorance, we can still, it's just candy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can go take and bless it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, 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 that people are not having these things happen to them that, that the enemy has an agenda for. Mm-hmm. man you know yeah it's, if you just start thinking about all the things <clears throat> that the enemy could be speaking over that stuff and we can we can we can take authority over it, it says luke ten nineteen that we have given we've been given power and authority over all the power of the enemy mm-hmm. and that nothing can harm us yes we need to stand and walk in that you know we don't have to be afraid and the time we're living in the spirit of fear is so amped up. It's like, yeah, <laughs> just bad. And you can feel that it gets bad this time of year. Yes. Um, but it's, it's so bad. It almost doesn't feel like much of a change. Right. And that's, that's crazy. It's just fear. Fear has been exalted. And it's been puffed up and it's like this dark cloud Mm -hmm. over our world right now. And we need to stand as Christians and say to that spirit of fear, nope, I get to stand in the dunamis power of God because God has not given me a spirit of fear. Right. One of power, love, and a sound, secure, saved, delivered, set free mind of the mind of Christ. That's right. And we need to declare those things and declare that over our nation and declare it over our neighborhoods and our families Mm -hmm. and declare that spirit of fear does not belong here, that it needs to go back to hell where it came from. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We're to occupy until Jesus comes. And what what does it mean to occupy? It means to take over. It means yeah. to um, have authority over what God has given you. And yes. so what God has given you, you know, and um, I was going to share with you that, gosh, a while back, it's probably been a year now, the Lord gave me this prayer, but it was at the time on my heart was the sex trafficking and they had just busted a huge a huge thing, uh, sex trafficking ring. And, um, you know, it was, it was a huge thing at the time. So it was really in the atmosphere. People were concerned about it and stuff. Well, the Lord gave me this scripture, Haggai, Haggai 
I don't ever know how to say the Old Testament guys. Um, <laughs> two twenty-two. Yeah, and it says, "I will overthrow the throne of the kingdoms. I will yes. destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations. I will overthrow the chariots and their riders. The horses and their riders will come down. Every one by the sword of his brother." And um, so, I wanted to say that that's. I wrote out this whole prayer. I'll just read it. Um, so I just read Haggai 2.22. And then the next is, I declare this over the kingdom of Halloween, yeah. over the occult right now in the name of Jesus. I loose those in, ha- in the kingdom of Halloween and ask that their eyes be opened and that those at risk in Jesus' name and say be free and I ask angels to be dispatched to fight this darkness and atrocity against um, children and those who are at risk to be um, sucked into Halloween yes. and those who have been held captive. Father, raise soldiers to advocate for those in this industry. Bring exposure and justice to those who orchestrate this kingdom. Those who willingly bring harm to the innocent, I ask you, Abba Father, that you protect the innocent who are at risk and that you bring revelation to the people around them to rise up and protect the children and those at risk. I ask that they will not be able to deliver themselves from the power of your flame. Isaiah forty-seven fourteen. Surely they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. It shall not be coal to be warmed by or a fire to sit before. And I release the arrow of the Lord's deliverance in Jesus' name. Second Kings thirteen seventeen. Then he said, open the east window. So he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. So he shot. Then he said, the arrow of the deliverance of the Lord and the arrow of the deliverance from Aram or Halloween, for you must strike Aram in Aphek until you have destroyed them. Keep them as the apple of your eye. Hide the children and those who are captive in Halloween and any of its um, doings under the shadow of your wings. The wicked who bring ruin to them from the deadly enemies who surround them. Psalm 17, 8 through 9. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked one who brings ruin to me from my deadly enemies who surround me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, wow. This has just been amazing. You know, I learn something new every time I talk to you when we do the, <laughs> do the thing on Halloween. And yeah. um, I appreciate all your insight. And I thank you for the time that you took to come and bring exposure to the kingdom of the enemy. And yeah. how can we win a war if we don't know something about our enemy and what his tactics are? Even God instructed the warriors how to do 
um, different things, when they came up against their enemy, God instructed them because God knew their tactics. I mean, look at all the times that God would say, well, because I knew Pharaoh was going to do that. I knew Pharaoh was going to do that. The only way that we can, not the only way, but one of the ways is by knowing what our enemy's tactics are. So far, we know Halloween is a way for the enemy to get in, to bring fear and um, to torment our children, to distort and pervert their identity of who they are and who God designed them to be. And as parents and as leaders in the church, our responsibility is to cover them in prayer and to bring light to a dark situation. And you, my friend, are, is someone who's strong with a strong voice against this very um, dark subject that most Christians don't want to even hear about. Yeah. And so we pray that their, their ears would be open and yes. we pray that their eyes would be open and that they would have a desire to be closer to Christ and that they want to be holy and righteous And when we're holy and righteous before him, we're not doing things that that is against Christ. We want to walk in unity with Christ, not um, with the enemy. And so um, I don't even know how to end this. I mean, we prayed. Did you want to pray? You can add to the prayer if you'd like to. Sure. Yeah. I can do that. So Lord, I, my heart is just for the church right now and that you would awaken your bride. Yes. Just like we just read awake, O sleeper and rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray for your revelation light to hit your church for those who claim that they have a relationship with you, Lord. I pray for that revelation light to hit them, that they would not have anything to do with the worthless, evil ways of the world, that they would come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Lord, that in all their ways, they would acknowledge you as Lord and not acknowledge a holy day set apart for paganism but Lord, instead destroy it. They wouldn't be part of it, but they would destroy it by standing as the light of the world that you've called them to be. And Lord, I just I just echo what, what Suzanne prayed. And Lord, I, I just echo the those prayers. Lord, I pray for just um, those that are in the cult, those who are victims of the yes. enemy. They're all just victims. Lord, I pray that you would send your angels to minister to their hearts, Lord, that they would be saved. Those yes. that are, Lord, you only you can see the heart. Those that are ready, those those that are are there because maybe it's just been a family thing and they're stuck in it and they feel like they have to be a part of something mm-hmm. they don't want to be a part in. Lord, I pray that you would send your ministering angels. That you would you would send dreams. You would you would encounter <laughs> these people, Lord. Yes, and you would save them. And Lord, I just pray, Father, for just a dismantling 
of the enemy's agenda for for this year's Halloween. <laughs> all the assignments in the name of Jesus and by his yes. blood, all the assignments and the agenda of hell, I declare null and void over Vancouver, over Portland, over Washington and Oregon over our nation. They are null and void in the blood name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that the airwaves in the spirit realm, you would send confusion into the enemy's camp and they would not be able to communicate and get things through that they need to get through. I pray against all seances and hexes and, and uh, curses and incantations and things that are being done in the, in the demonic realm. I pray that they would, they would just be exposed Lord, those things that need to be exposed and Lord, that they would, they would be become to not in the name of Jesus yes. Lord, that they would just fall off in the name of Jesus. Thank and you, Lord, Jesus. I just thank you that your blood speaks a better word. And I pray a blood covering over every person that, that is out there and it doesn't know any better. Lord, I pray a blood covering that they would not be victim. Yes. They would not become victims to the enemy. Jesus. Lord, I just pray a blood covering. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to end here. And thank you so much, Tammy, for your insights. Thank you. And for coming (laughs) on. And we'll have to do another one on other things that we kind of touched on tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like books and stuff. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely fun. Yeah. We can can do stuff like that. And, and obviously stuff that needs to be addressed in the body of Christ. And we do it in love because we love the body and we love the Lord and we want to walk in unity and see people walk free. And that's the one thing you and I have always had the same vision on is to see people free. And yep. that's what this is about. Pioneering women warriors. Yep. So I bless you. I love you. And I can't wait till the next time. So if you have a subject, just text me. Okay. And okay. we'll plan it. Okay. Okay, sounds good. I love you too. Thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today and we shall see you tomorrow.